Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for allowing us to participate in the fellowship, in fellowship with you. We thank you, Lord, for the fellowship of your people. We thank you, Lord, that we can be united um, as a result of the work of Christ on the cross, being redeemed and being given purpose uh, that we might fulfill your wishes through us. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to be people who live life in a, in a, in a manner worthy of that calling. Thank you for setting us in this space and time that we might be given mission uh, in this time for your grace, that we might be beacons of the gospel, beacons of your grace, rejoicing always in our time. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to be a people of gratefulness and thankfulness, uh, mostly to you, but also to one another as we walk together. Lord, I just pray that you would be, help us to be an increasing reflection and help us to abound in love for one another all the more as we see the day approaching. In your name I pray, amen. If you would just stand uh, for the reading of God's word. I'll be reading from Philippians 1, 3 through 11. Philippians 1, 3 through 11. Just take special note of Paul's disposition to the people at the church of Philippi. His love for them and his love for the Father uh, through Christ who has so brought them into fellowship in such a deep manner. The Apostle says through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in every prayer for you all. In view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about, about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the, the affection of Christ Jesus. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and in all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. As you've probably guessed, our theme today is thankfulness, and you can see up front here where someone has clearly shown thankful here. And that's what we're here about today, is thankfulness. There's a lot of things that you can think about when it comes to thankfulness, but in reality, to express thankfulness is not natural for us. It's not a thing that we really often like to do, especially in our pre-Christ days, because it makes us think of our outside of ourselves. It makes us think that there's something beyond us and it's not self-contained. To be truly thankful really takes humility. For it makes one acknowledge that someone did something for you and not you yourself. 
And then you express that thankfulness or gratitude to that someone. That goes against our pride. It goes against our independency. That goes against our self-worth and our self-sufficiency. It goes against the thoughts of, I'm entitled. I deserve it. Or, well, you should have done that for me anyway. True thankfulness is not just a formality of casually spoken words, but is a heartfelt response for that in which you are thankful. It's not rote. Thanksgiving is a wonderful practice to give to God. We read through the Psalms and they're full of laments, they're full of crying out to God, but ultimately they're marked by an incredible overflow of thankfulness, no matter the circumstances. In the Davidic Psalms, it is clear that David didn't have an easy life, and we sure have been seeing that in our study of 1 Samuel. He was running from his enemies, fighting with his own family, and struggling to trust God's promises of kingship. Yet David praises God. There are over 100 verses that possess the word thanks, thankful, thankfulness. For instance, Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy is everlasting. Or Psalm 107, verse 21, they shall give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and for his wonders to the sons of mankind. And God clearly makes it known how much thankful is important for when he addresses the sinful world in Romans chapter 1, he says, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasonings and their senseless hearts were darkened. Let us not forget that we all, as redeemed believers, were once there. But we're gathered here together this morning as a body of believers, a body of redeemed believers to give thanks unto our God. As we approach the upcoming holiday season, between Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, there are many people that enter that season with hurt and fear, loneliness, anxiety, excitement. And for you, this past year may have really had more downs than ups, but there's a great hope. No matter what life has brought your way, one can live a life of thanksgiving. I know that can be difficult at times because we've all been there. There's no one amongst this assembly this morning who hasn't had troubled times and will have troubled times going forth. But listen to Psalm 69. But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, God, set me safely on high. I will praise the name of God with song and exalt him with thanksgiving, and it will please the Lord better than an ox or bull with horns and hoofs. You see, he says, even though I know you're afflicted and there can be pain, may your salvation, what's he turn back to? Your salvation, God's deliverance. May God's deliverance in your life set me safely on high in spite of what's going on. Even like the disciples in the boat, Lord, you see we're going to drown. 
He says, oh, you of little faith. And then they see, oh, he obeys the winds and waves obey him. Is that not the same God we put our trust in? May your salvation set me safely on high. But you see, that's where the family here at Grace Community Fellowship comes in as well. That's why we're called. That's why there's an assembly of believers. That's why the church is so important. That's why Christ died for the bride, the church, so that we can encourage one another, so that we can help one another, so that we can encourage one another, keep seeking the things above so that your mind is renewed, so that your mind is thinking on those things above and you're not overtaken by the deceitfulness of sinful thinking. We're here to encourage one another, to build one another up in the faith, to edify one another, to help carry one another along because we all struggle. And in the end, we can give thanks. You know, it is encouraging to see the fellowship going on, but may I also encourage you to continue that outside of a Sunday morning. You know how encouraging it is to get a card, a handwritten card in the mail nowadays? But you know what? If you can't do that, send an email. Give someone a phone call. You never know what they might be going through. You know, sometimes it may be a Bible verse that stuck out to you. Email it to a friend and just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. This Bible verse came across my mind, you know, but, you know, take it outside the church as well. You know, phone calls, texts, emails, cards and letters. They're encouraging. So as we continue our theme on thankfulness, there's really... There's three things I kind of want to bring to your mind to think about when we're thinking about thankfulness. Three things pertaining to thankfulness. That first one is contentment. Has anybody ever not struggled with contentment? We've all struggled with contentment, especially in a country where most people have more than just their essential needs met. Most are not content with what they have. Most are not content to follow, follow one of the Ten Commandments to not covet your neighbor's house or servants or whatever that may be, thinking, oh, I've been left out. Why? Why? And then, of course, you have the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel that seems to, in my mind, just breed that even more. But a life of gratitude means we're satisfied. It means we're content in awe of what the Lord has chosen to provide us with. We trust our Heavenly Father. He knows our needs, as Scripture says. We can take the difficult and and the good as both being allowed by His hand, but they're intended for our ultimate good and for His glory. In Philippians 4, we read where Paul has learned the secret of contentment in all things, whether he had little or whether he had much, The thankful believer has found contentment because he trusts in the Lord and he seeks the Lord's strength to continually abide in that place. Why do you think Paul was able to find the secret to contentment? We find that in verse 13. Because I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It was Christ who strengthens him. It wasn't himself, but he found contentment in the fact that he trusted God and it's God who sustains me and strengthens me, even as we read in the one psalm, let me look to your salvation that you give me. And then we have Deuteronomy chapter 8, 
Deuteronomy 8 reminds us, he says, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the ability to produce. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Lord's going to bless us with overflowing. Why is it we so often look at the material things and forget the spiritual things? But you know, even a person who doesn't have much can... Be proud. Proud doesn't take an abundance of goods. But he tells us here, don't forget. Whatever it is, don't forget that it's the Lord who's given you the ability. It's God who gives you the ability. You know, even when we read the Word of God, we have to be dependent upon God, upon the Holy Spirit that He's dwelt within us to nourish us and take that Word and feed our soul. Me just going and reading the Word of God doesn't do anything if God doesn't take it and make it grow in my life. I'm dependent on Him to, to fuel me through that, to nourish me through that, just like we are in how He designed us with a wonderful body that takes the food and breaks it down. I was thinking the other day, there was a guy at work, and he was saying how his father-in-law was low on sodium. And I'm thinking, think about this. Sodium, magnesium, zinc, potassium, all these minerals in the earth, and it takes those to nourish my body, but God's the one who designed me to take that and nourish my body. Is it any wonder that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we're made from the dust of the earth? We're dependent on that. We're dependent on God. It doesn't matter how young, how old, how healthy, how unhealthy we are. We're dependent on God, and He deserves the thanks. 1 Timothy 6, But godliness actually is a means of great gain. Godliness is great gain when accompanied by what? Contentment. For we've brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food in covering... These we shall be content with. Discontentment does not lead to and produce a life of thankfulness. It does not produce looking to God and saying, Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord is my provider. Contentment. Then we have joy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This reminds us to rejoice always, giving thanks in all circumstances. And we often have asked ourselves, how is that even possible? Lord, don't you know what I'm going through? Yeah, he does. But you see, the true believer and follower of Christ is able to live a life of joy because it's different than happiness. Despite our circumstances, we know that we live in a broken, sinful world. We know that we each struggle with our own sin. And we also deal with decaying bodies. But we have a great Savior 
And this world is not our home. For the true Christian, this life on earth is the worst it will ever get for us. But for those who reject Christ, this life is the best it will ever get, as eternity for the unbeliever is far worse than anything you will ever face in this world. In 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. Isn't it amazing how we just keep seeing that? The salvation of your souls, joy inexpressible, the outcome of your faith. In other words, don't get so hung up on the things of this earth. And we've all struggled. Joy is, an, is, is internal. Joy is internal regardless of what has or hasn't happened to us. Happiness is not there when you face difficulty. Happiness isn't there when there's sadness or fear. But joy will bring to life peace and contentment, even in the face of unhappiness. Happiness is fleeting, like this life is fleeting, and can end at any moment, one second away. Joy does not rely on personal gain. It does not rely on what you have. It does not rely on what you see. It does not rely on what you feel. Happiness relies on the things of life going the way that we think they should go. Whereas joy lets go of our expectations. Joy lets go of our perceived wants and needs. Joy, like contentment, also leads to thankfulness. Psalm 4, verse 7, you have put joy in my heart. Who? You have put joy in my heart. More than their grain and new wine are abundant. Psalm 97, 12. Be joyful in the Lord, you righteous ones, and praise the mention of his holy name. Just praise the mention of his holy name. And Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Fill you, fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Which leads to my third point. We've had contentment. We've had joy. And now we look at peace. How these all intertwine with thankfulness. A life of thanksgiving is at peace. Colossians 3, verses 15 and 16 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Rule and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. See, that's that's outside the church as well. As I mentioned, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, teaching one another, admonishing one another, encouraging one another. And you can't get there unless the word of Christ richly dwells within you. And then Romans 5.1, having been justified by faith, we now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace does not necessarily mean the absence of conflict in our life, although we often want to relate it that way. Peace is a result of our trust, trust in God. 
Trust comes from our minds, being steadfast on the Lord. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Stayed on thee, fixed on thee. It's fastened, it's focused on the Lord and who he is in all his sovereign, eternal, perfect attributes and his great love. Doesn't it say, for God so loved the world that he gave? We stay glued to that. It's like this inseparable adhesive to him. We have to have our minds renewed and fixed on him. Like Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. One pastor said, and I quote, If you understand that God is sovereign, God is loving, if you understand that God is in control of everything in your life for his glory and your good, if you understand that nothing is beyond the purview of God's control, if you understand that his orchestrating everything for eternal purpose and you can rest in that confident faith, then you're going to be able to be stable in the most serious times of life. Thankfulness with joy and contentment helps chase away anxiety, which then breeds peace within our soul. Although it may not be peaceful around us like the disciples in the boat, there was peace when they turned to Christ, and it was Christ who calmed their anxiety, just like he will in our life. Those who have peace do not stumble because they trust God fully, which leads, him just to, leads them to just thank Him even more. So we see how these are all connected. Contentment, joy, and peace all help to create a thankful heart. The more we are thankful, the more we should be known by these three characters, these three things within our life. Are they a joyful person? Are they a contented person? Are they a peaceable person? Or are they always grumbling and complaining? And you know, they say they're a Christian. How does that work? But in a world characterized by striving to get ahead, which can often lead to stress and relational tensions, a person can know there is a much better way available in Christ and in Christ alone. As I said, you'll have an opportunity here in a few minutes to express your thanks to God amongst the assembly of the redeemed here this morning. Psalm 86:12, I will give thanks to you, Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart, I will tell of all your wonders. I will rejoice and be jubilant in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. You know, that's thinking outside this world. That's thinking upon the vertical, not the horizontal. Receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Isn't that a hope? You want some ideas for thankfulness? Some ideas of something you can express when it comes your turn? Well, how about this? You're an enemy of God and a rebel. 
You're a sinner, and so am I, that has fallen short of the glory of God, and you have a sin record. These are thankful ideas? Oh, I'm getting to it. You sin because you are a sinner, and you're spiritually dead. You have a wicked and deceitful heart, and you're separated from God. Oh, I'm not that bad. Oh, yes, we are. If you don't believe that, then you don't believe God's word because he says that's who we are. But, don't you like the buts in the Bible? But now, God. But now, if you're a true believer, so think of what we just read. But if you're a true believer, God, God has done this. Redeemed and forgiven you in full. A complete pardon. You have a new record. The old is gone, the new has come. You're justified. You're reconciled to Him. And now you're one of His children and a co-heir. You're now born again in a new creation in Christ. You are regenerated with a transformed life with meaning and purpose. You have a new life. You have a renewed mind with now a desire to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. You're being conformed to the image of His Son through sanctification. You have a mind that's been renewed and you can think on things above. You will be freed from this body of death and be eternally glorified. Isn't that thankfulness? What you once were? And now what you are? My mind can't fathom that. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Now we're going to each have a time to share here in just about two minutes. So be thinking about it. But let me encourage you. You're not going to find an easier group of people to speak in front of. You're not going to find an easier group to get up and share something. You are giving praise and thanks to God. Yet your brothers and sisters are privileged and beneficiaries to also hear that praise. You never know how something you say might be a blessing and an encouragement to someone else. You never know how it may be used to minister to them. So don't be shy. Raise your hand. They'll come around with the mic. So you can share your praise and thanksgiving. Who wants to go first? To sharpen me so that I could discern uh, what a church looks like that treats scripture as authoritative, inerrant, and sufficient. And he guided me here. I wanted to be one of the first to speak because this service is such an emotional one for me. But I thank God for Adam committing the first sin because had he not fallen and sinned and passed that seed on to us, we would not get to know of God's mercy and forgiveness and purity of his love. 
I'm thankful for his word. It's the owner's manual for a Christian to live. And I'm so thankful for this church that for what they help us to learn in God's word. And so, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I will sing of God's great love forever. Well, I'm going to do my best to keep it together on this part. Um, <clears throat> many of you may not know, um, up until about a month ago here, I was facing going blind in my left eye. Um, I was quickly having to come to a decision on whether or not I would have to apply for full-time disability, give up my ability to have a driver's license, and figure out a new life. And... Um, By the grace of God, um, the wonderful people of this fellowship, loving servants of Christ, came to my aid knowing I wouldn't be able to take care of the surgery in time. And um, by God's grace, I can now see better than I could see when I was seven. And um, I, don't, I don't know how you thank people for that, but I, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart how much it's meant to me to be a part of this fellowship, to be able to be around genuine, real Christians who are learning every day how to fight the good fight and how to one another each other genuinely. The genuine care, the people reaching out and taking care of me um, at a time that could have been really rough was amazing. I hadn't had housing of my own for quite a time. I had for the last three years, I've been searching for housing, but it was in group housing scenarios. Um, it wasn't until two days before my surgery, the day I found out that I would finally be getting into an apartment of my own. And now I can say, thank the Lord, too, I'm out of that shared living scenario after years and years of searching, um, only days after my uh, surgery, which meant I was completely helpless on doctor's orders not to move anything, not to do anything, but had to get everything I needed uh, to the next place. And um, by the grace of God, my brothers uh, came to my aid and uh, also took care of me there too. So um, I don't want to ramble, but I love you guys. I'm thankful for the opportunity to grow in God's love with you. I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that takes God's word for what it should be is the uh, total and divine authority over our lives. And thank you guys for living what we hear and not just hear, being hearers, but doers also. I'm so grateful to be a part of this. Thank you for everything. So one of the verses that Tim shared was First uh, Thessalonians 5, I think it's 18. Um, it says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. 
And I'm just thankful for the grace of God to do that because, um, you know, when we walk through difficult circumstances, that's not in our, of our own um, power that we can do that. Um, we've walked through, like, dementia with Andrew's dad and caregiving with my mom. And, and in, in a worldly point of view, there's not a lot to be thankful for for that. But I am exceedingly thankful um, because I have seen God working through that and sanctifying and... Um, just, you know, conforming us more to him. So I'm just thankful for his grace in all of those circumstances that allows me to be thankful. Hello, uh, many of you don't know me. My name's Sam and my wife, Carol. And uh, I just want to say uh, thank, we're thankful, very, very thankful to have found a church where we're hearing the word being preached. And we have learned so much in the last five months that we've been here. Um, I could go on about all the things that the Lord has done for us uh, th through our lives, everything I know from healing myself, um, kidney disease. Um, I was only given two, two years to live. Uh, that was in 96, and I'm still here. <laughs> but uh, there's so many things. Uh, it, you could go on and on and on, I guess. But I do want to just say thank you to each and every one of you um, I'm glad to be part of this church. Thank you. Um, it's hard to just thank the Lord for, you know, one or two things, so I have to <laughs> probably say a couple things, but, um, um, I'm very thankful for, of course, our salvation. But um, recently we've, we were reading the Bible, you know, in a year, and we were recently in Hebrews, and Hebrews 12 talked about the discipline of the Lord. And I'm thankful for um, that he has promised he will never leave us or forsake us. So along with that, in Hebrews 12, I'm thankful that the Lord disciplines us because we are, tells us we are true children of the light. And, um, and from his discipline, then he keeps us with him and he doesn't forsake us. And so with that, and then uh, things, very practical things, like um, sit, we live in a treed area and we've had over the last four or five years, um, 100, over 100 trees fall down that have died, and Dave has been able to um, cut them all up, and we stack them if anyone needs free trees. But we are so grateful that um, they, none have fallen on our home, so that God even even cares for those 
details that we don't always even think about. And he thinks of that, because uh, I know how expensive that would be to fix a home these days. So I'm just very grateful for so many things, but those are two that come to my mind at the short notice. In a single word, I'm thankful for God's sovereignty and that we have a book that explains how to live and everything, but also shows who God is in his sovereignty. And it doesn't, it doesn't pretend that the world's a nice place to live, though it can be sometimes. We have the book of Job, the book of Ecclesiastes, and all kinds of psalms that acknowledge how difficult this place is to live. But God is sovereign through any hardship we have, and in his perfect plan, we're all going to a better place. So. Well, um, I'm thankful that uh, God gave us Karen, myself, along with Nathan and Daniel, an opportunity to be together on a vacation um, about three weeks before she died. <laughs> and um, I'm also thankful um, for the support of many people um, after her death, um, the, you know, mostly Christians and mostly, you know, part of this church and um, just, you know, the comfort, the comforting words and meals, the prayers that, you know, that people, I'm sure, prayed. They talked about their prayers and the Bible verses, you know, written on some of the, you know, instructions for how to prepare the meals and things like that. Um, I'm also thankful for the teaching of God's word, which, um, which encouraged me, you know, through this. That I I knew, you know, that Karen was in a better place. That um, that she's, you know, as I was reminded by a few, my my daughter on Mother's Day and by other people at other times that she was um, that she was there and she had met her mother, her father, and um, you know, many aunts and uncles and other people had preceded her, and. Um, <coughs> And I'm also thankful for God's strength that uh, that He's given me, um, you know, this year. Because I'm sure I wouldn't have made it uh, uh, as well as I have. Um, you know, not that things were perfect, but th they were good enough. And um, maybe and many other things I could be thankful for. But I'll, that's that's you know. <laughs> so. Just wanted to uh, express my thanksgiving for the leadership 
of the church and uh, the men who do the heavy lifting um, during this time of transition. Thanks for all your extra hours, extra love. Um, it's appreciated. I'd like to read uh, what the writer of Hebrew wrote in uh, the 11th chapter. I'm going to start at verse 35. You could go up a couple, but I'm just going to start at verse 35. It says, Women received back their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, not accepting their release, so they might obtain a better resurrection. Others experienced mocking and scourging, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with a sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. Men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves, and holes in the ground. All these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, because God has provided something better for us, so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. What the writer of Hebrews is telling us there, folks, that these people cared more about the glory of God than they did anything else. What's the verse 40 say? The Lord God has provided through the, the cross a straight path to the heavenly kingdom. A straight path through Christ is the kingdom for the believer. These people cared more about the glory of God than anything else. I just want to kind of add on to a lot of what others have said here in that um, I, I'm very thankful for the Word of God. It is It gives us everything for life and godliness. It is the Word of truth. It's total truth. It tells me of my sin and, and where I am, but it also tells a wonderful story about the loving kindness of the Lord that endures forever. And it's a, it's a loving kindness that goes to the point of he humbles himself to the point to die so that we can live with him forever. To, to take that much of a, a step down and in, in where he's at. He doesn't need us at all. And just to, to read that day after day and to, to learn it and study it and, and take that in and, and understand it. 
it's just, it's an amazing grace that we have. And um, I'm thankful for that reminder each and every day. So I have many, uh, many, many things to be thankful for this year. Um, I guess the the one of the highlights uh, was an opportunity to visit my family in the beginning of the year. Um, so we're very thankful that you guys allowed us to to take a whole month to visit my family in Brazil. I haven't seen them in six years, so it was very refreshing. Um, and I think I shared this before. What was more refreshing was to see the Lord's work there um, in my family. Um, after I left, uh, I feared <laughs> how they would continue to persevere spiritually. But not only the Lord preserved them, they have grown in a way that I, I, I've never been so encouraged by um, the faith of my brother and my father and my mother. So that was a, a blessing. Um, another thing I'm thankful for, um, it has been a very busy year <laughs> of just ministry here in the church, which it's a privilege to, to serve you and to, to prepare sermons. The Lord uses all of those things to grow me, to grow our marriage, um, and it, that dependence on him when I am tired, <laughs> when I am um, just worried and concerned. I think Paul talks about that a lot on his epistles. Um, besides all the, you know, activities that you have, there is the worry, you know, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to, to minister at a more private level to some of you, um, and but that stays with us. So going to bed and remembering <laughs> these things and being prayerful about it, sleepless nights, uh, all of those things the Lord did use for his glory and for uh, my good and for my own sanctification. So I think of First Thessalonians 5, um, which says uh, in verse 23, now may the God of peace, uh, of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. So I, I look at this verse and I think about the, the work of sanctification in my own life that the Lord has growing me and, and patience. Um, and I, I think that I have a lot of uh, growth to, um, to experience yet. Um, but I'm thankful that I am not at the same place where I was um, and that he continues to, to perfect me for his glory, and it's not about my effort. Um, even the will and, and the work comes from him. 
because he's faithful. And along with that is the Lord has given me the privilege of um, seeing this sanctification take place in the lives of many. Um, and so when you sometimes share, oh, praise the Lord for the sermon or that, you know, this really encouraged me or uh, the Lord is teaching me through this. It is an encouragement to me that his word is not coming void, that it is finding a, a soil that is receptive and that is producing fruit. And so I get to see that the Lord at work in your life uh, to grow you not only in knowledge of the Lord, but in, in this practical wisdom where, you know, sin is being mortified and um, there is thankf- a, a growth in thankfulness, a growth in, in service and being involved, involved with one another. So all of those things, I think it is the word, the, the work of the Lord that is he's faithful and he's sanctifying us. Um, I think there was just a, a, I don't know, what a, a thought that we all were, a lot of people were tempted to think that, you know, I'm this way and I'm going to, I'm just going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. And I think um, God's word has been made clear where I do see change. <laughs> and so that really encourages me. Uh, in my own life, to see change in my own life and to see that change in and you guys' life. So I'm very thankful for this body and, and for the privilege of seeing this and um, witnessing what the Lord is doing. Dylan, you you started out with a a Bible verse in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. It's not me, Nancy, that has to complete it. It's God who's completing the work, and I'm thankful for that. At Thanksgiving every year, we put three kernels of corn on each plate, and the family goes around the table and says what we're thankful for. And I just started it out, and I was—I took one piece of corn, and I was rambling and rambling about all the things in the family that I'm thankful for. And I went for the second kernel of corn, and my husband had taken it away. <laughs> so thank you for not taking away my kernel of corn, and for the leadership, for the fellowship, all the people that dig in and work in the kitchen. Sherry McMullen, you're amazing. And Shelly, who gets us together all the time and leads the groups, and Sonia, I mean, all of you, it's a family here, and I really have that sense. And I want to thank the Lord for this little lady behind me. When I was a nurse, I took care of her, and she invited me to Coon Rapids Evangelical Ch- Free Church Bible Studies. And so I started going to there, and so I got to know Dylan and Sonia when they were young. And yeah, and then other churches that you go to, you bop around, and you meet all of these people, and then you, co- you come here, and you're all so solid in your faith and your work in the church. I love you all. And I'm thankful to God for all of you. That's it. I'm done rambling.
So first of all, I just want to say I'm thankful to God that I'm even here. Who knows where I would be apart from God's grace in my life? I don't even know. You know, and a lot of us don't know that. Thankful for 35 years of marriage. <laughs> Neither of us were saved when we got married, but here we are by the grace of God. You know, what an amazing thing. Thankful for the leadership within the church, Dylan, Eric, and Ronaldo, and all that they've been doing has already been said for the time they've put in, just doing the pastoral search and some of the questions they've asked and just desiring to, to find a man that, that's going to be a shepherd and, and preach the Word of God. And for my fellow brothers as deacons that serve, what a blessing to be able to serve with them. And, and as already been mentioned too, just a lot what people are doing with meals and different things. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes you don't even see or know about, and people are serving. And, and that's, that's really a blessing. And, and also for just the Word of God being upheld here, encouraging one another in those things. But, you know, there, there's time yet, folks. Come on now. You know, Dave needs more exercise, and I know the Vikings aren't playing till tomorrow. So, come on. My step's in. I guess I, I'm thankful for good health despite what it sounds like. I feel a lot better than I sound. And I'm thankful for my wife of 47 years. Hi. I'm thankful for all of you. Um, me and my family are very grateful for all the meals and the love and support and outreach from you guys. We're very, we're very blessed to be in this church. Um, you guys have been there for us in, in ways that I don't think you realize, and um, that means a great deal to us, and God is certainly glorified in, in all the things that you guys do for one another and that you've done for us. Um, the food was delicious, and so we're very, we're very happy about that. Um, secondly, I just want to say that I'm thankful for the gospel and the power that is in God's word and the opportunities that he presents for us to spread that message. And um, uniquely yesterday, uh, I was presented with an opportunity, and I know I've spoke to some of you about um, the beginnings of a, of, a, of a ministry of speaking to women that have scheduled abortions in turning away from that and giving them the gospel and that. And I had a opportunity yesterday to meet with Angie, who has a scheduled abortion tomorrow, and uh, praise God, she's turning away from it. So please just pray for Angie that she does not go there tomorrow. She's given me her word that she, that she won't, and uh, please just pray that we have the strength to be there for her and uh, as she goes through this process. So thank you. just wanted to say uh, thank you for both Amanda and I. We, uh, we haven't been here too long, uh, about six months, and um, left most of our immediate family behind in North Carolina and came to a place where we didn't really have any. And, um, you know, you got a lot of thoughts and concerns in that process, but the biggest thing is your family and how they be cared for. And it's just been a joy to see the body um, come around myself and Amanda and the kids in so many different ways. And 
to find another body of believers that's uh, just serving the Lord faithfully and um, could say so much more, but just thank you for your, your love and care for us. And we, we truly appreciate that. I'm thankful for uh, stuff that happened in my life when uh, we had good times with my friends and there was one time I was playing baseball and a friend got hit in a base with the baseball in the eye. Uh, I was thankful that he got healed and I wanted to read out of Titus. We um, studied some passages from Titus last year and in the women's ministry, for which I'm very thankful. And we memorized um, in Titus 2 and 3, and it says, starting um, on chapter 3, verse 3, for we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. And I think as a body, we understand our sinful nature. We stop there and go, oh, wretched man that I am. But the next verse, verse 4, but, and Tim said this morning, those buts are fabulous. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by what? The washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Spirit. So for God's kindness, for his grace, for his mercy, for his indwelling Holy Spirit who activates the word of God in our hearts so that we can walk in a way that reflects the Lord, I am thankful. I think we should mention Israel and that God is sovereign over what is going on in Israel. He has told us in his scriptures, there's so much prophecy in our book, um, This is it's going to be hard at the end of times. In Israel, we just pray that the unbelievers will turn to a personal faith in Christ Jesus as, they say, as their saviors, because they missed him the first time. So I'm thankful that God is... He's got this in his hands. I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what Ronaldo was saying earlier. Um, I think for me personally, 
It's been a privilege and a joy um, to see all of your hearts a little bit deeper over the last year, some of you even more so than others. Um, and I just want to thank you all for sharing that with me. And um, as he said, sharing what the Lord is doing in your lives and vice versa, that I have been able to share my heart with you. Um, I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> Um, and the other thing I'll say, um, too, is that I'm really thankful for the women's study material this year. I'm going through James and just looking at trials in life and how the Lord uses that, and I'm just really grateful for that. Um, thank you, Shelly, for leading our group. Um, thank you for the women that attend. Um, iron does sharpen iron. No, I'm going to do the don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> um, I, I'm thankful that God gave Mark an infection and made him go to the doctor. <laughs> and uh, now he's really been, as you can see, he's lost a lot of weight because we're on a much better diet at our house. And uh, um, I was trying to get him to go to the doctor for many years, and my nagging wasn't working, so... Anyways, I'm grateful for him, and I'm also grateful that I get to retire here in a few weeks, and uh, um, my, that my husband wants me to take up golf with him. So I think that's a huge blessing that I love my husband, and I think he loves me back. <laughs> and wonderful grandkids, and just I know life is going to be a lot more fun without a business hanging over my head. So. Thank you, God, for all that, and especially thank you for this church. You've helped us grow a lot. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to God for his faithfulness. I hear all these words and the stories. And it, we can all tell stories, but it's his faithfulness. Um, here my, again, but I just want to thank the Lord for, uh, my in-laws. The Lord really blessed me with them. I'm thankful that, um, through Dylan's. Um, cancer, the Lord has still preserved him, and I'm just thankful for his care um, and love toward us.
So. I just uh, want to echo the thanksgiving for God's faithfulness uh, this past year. It's been interesting for our church uh, just to walk a different road. Um, there's been so many events um, that reflect his faithfulness, um, and you can see that occurring. Um, Paul said in Colossians, as we've been studying it and over and over and over again, that I thank my God always. Uh, that's a statement of, of faithfulness. He is faithful. I'm thankful that he's the head of the church, um, that uh, we see his work and his fruit, um, just in echoing some of the comments from um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, um, just watching people here bear fruit uh, to encourage one another, to uh, see the brokenhearted, and to respond, to pray for one another, encourage, um, admonish even, what a blessing it is to be admonished as well in love uh, because of his great work uh, that we can be um, even corrected by his word. What a blessing that is um, to walk in faith with one another. Uh, so just seeing his work in others is something that I'm incredibly grateful for. Um, fruit-bearing in women's ministries, uh, fruit-bearing in serving, um, whether it's meals or cleaning the church or whatever it may be, as simple as it is, um, God is faithful, and he will complete this work, and I'm so grateful that um, he is not dependent on me. Um, he, is, um, he is capable, and so um, I'm just super grateful for being able to see his fruit work and um, and in loving one another and in truly uh, being the body, um, serving the one another's that we are learning the one another's and then serving others within it, not being hearers only but doers. Uh, thankful for that. Uh, thankful for the gospel ministry and just um, even Chaz's comment about sharing the gospel with a, somebody who is going to make a difficult decision. May the Lord intervene in that and uh, save her and save that child um, for all eternity. Um, so maybe be also, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, pray without ceasing. Uh, understand how grateful we are uh, for the work of God produces a heart of continual thanksgiving and prayer, seeing the needs of others. So just thankful for his faithfulness as well. Thank you. On anybody else? Last chance. <laughs> All right. 
all afternoon. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to ramble. I'm Jenny, and I, but I don't have my thoughts clear either. Uh, but I, it was a tumultuous time when I come to this church, but I think about the scripture that says, Seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. And I had been desperately searching for a church, and I saw you seeking the Lord, um, and that's what I needed. Um, I'm thankful for the conviction of the Lord. I'm thankful for the, the ladies that I've met uh, up till now. I'm still pretty new or kind of new. I think I'm coming on a year, and I'm thankful that the Lord has worked in my heart to understand things and bring me to like what John MacArthur calls the church is like a little piece of heaven here on earth, and just the awe and gratefulness of that that I, I strive to get to every Sunday. Um, but I, I try so hard because I, I'm also truly grateful that he's put me almost in a position of like working one of the concessions at the Vanity Fair, you know? Um, but I feel very protected there. I don't feel as though I'm one of them, but I don't feel like I'm not one of them. And he has done a work through me that the, the ability is still there. He still is working. People are listening. They might not seem like they're listening, and they might definitely not act like they're listening, but, but they're listening. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And just like a lot of other people have said, search for this church. I searched and searched and searched for over four years. Um, and all in his time, he showed me a true body of believers that are like-minded People were calling me nuts. I, I was mixed up in word of faith people and prosperity, and they're telling me I have no faith, and they're telling me that I'm wrong, and they're telling me that. And I'm thinking, but the Bible says this. So to even see the word, the, the Lord work in my heart to plant the truth, to be able to understand the truth, um, the Holy Spirit only made the good stuff stick. And he led me here, and I'm grateful. I'm thankful for you all, and I'm thankful for the Lord. Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with song and exalt him with thanksgiving. Psalm 95, 2. Let's come before his presence with a song of thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him in songs and with instruments.